Good afternoon. This is KGPR Great Falls at 89.9 FM. Public Radio for North Central Montana, and welcome to Electric City Currents. I am your host, Matt Donnelly. And here in the studio with me is Executive Director of the History Museum, Christy Scott, with Operations Director, also with the History Museum, Neil Treadray. Welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Thanks for having us, Matt. I've heard that live jazz will be returning to Great Falls soon, and it will recapture the heydays of the iconic Ozark Club. Can you tell us what is happening? Yes, uh, we're really excited to bring the public in and celebrate jazz and the heritage of our area through the Ozark Club that still is an event space. And in, let's see, September 15th, which is a Friday, we are bringing John Roberts y Pan Blanco back to the museum. And can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Neil? I know we've interviewed uh, Christy Scott many times on, on KGPR, but I thought we'd get to know you uh, first. Sure. Um, my name's Neil Treadray. I am the operations director for the museum. I started back uh, just June, I think, right? Was that, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So it's been a whirlwind couple of months so far, sort of getting my feet under me. Um, I have a BA in history from the University of Montana with a minor in Latin American studies. Um, so I'm very excited to, you know, take that history experience and knowledge and passion for history, bring it to the Cascade County Historical Society, the History Museum. Excellent. And yeah, just help with the programming and day-to-day operations so that Christy can kind of focus on the bigger picture things. Oh, yes. And there's so much that goes into the History Museum, especially with all the wonderful archives that it captures every moment in the city. Pretty much everything that people want to know more about Great Falls kind of go deep. Absolutely. And really, uh, Cascade County is a huge county, and we um, are a repository not only for the city of Great Falls material, but all the mm-hmm. way out into the county. So you have from, you know, Birdtail Rock and the Sun River Valley to the Monarch Nyhart area and over to Eden. Um, it's really an expansive and interesting mix of history. And I've always said that. Uh, While I was educated in Bozeman, when I was looking around for places to research and write about, it seemed like not only was there so much to cover in Cascade County, Mm -hmm. but um, there's so much that's been that hasn't been uncovered yet. So we're a wonderful resource center and um, a place to research. That's excellent. And I've heard that you can actually look at the archives, like a lot of the uh, archives that you don't find anywhere else in Great Falls. Yes, we um, our pr- primary purpose is, of course, preservation, but then access is a very close second. So we want to make sure that not only is the material saved for generations to come, but that the public can come in and research and see with their own eyes um, data, um, records, and interpret the past themselves. Excellent. And where can they find all these wonderful archives? Really the best way to, if you have a research project, a person, a business, um, just maybe an area of interest, you'd start by researching, reaching out to our archives administrator, Megan Sanford. Mm -hmm. And you can just come in in person and fill out a research request form at the front desk, or you can call 406-452-3462 and um, get connected to Megan or get her email address and send her a message about your research topic. And then she scours our finding aids and lets you know whether it's worthwhile to come in and make an appointment with her. Um, We also do research by hire, so you can pay for the time of a researcher to um, get together the documentation for you. Excellent. Of course, I love archives. I mean, I'm I'm kind of a historian myself uh, in terms of like wanting to know more about Great Falls and music and what have you, but... uh, 
I've, I've worked at the library one time, and I know that up in the Montana room in the third floor, they have like all sorts of archives, like uh, yearbooks and even books in relation to what's going on in Great Falls and all around the surrounding areas. Mm-hmm. Um, does the History Museum have more of that besides just the archives? Yeah, well, we, um, we first of all, we try not to overlap too much with Great Falls, um, with the library and Great mm-hmm. Falls genealogy. There are, there are a wealth of resources also, and we complement each other really well. So mm-hmm. you want to stop both places if you are looking for research. Um, of course, our entire building that's 40,000 square feet is dedicated to archives and museum collections. So there's a lot to see at our place. Um, but yeah, we have the archives, the research room, the museum, um, an event space. We offer monthly programming. And then, of course, our gift shop. Oh, I love their gift shop. It's just amazing. <laughs> I mean, especially with, uh, all, I know that a lot of gift shops have the Huckleberry Jams and what have you, but this one has a little bit more of the books and even a, a tour of different uh, areas in the tour spot. Yeah, uh, the gift shop, you know, that's something that is part of my job responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so taking over that and, you know, our previous gift shop at, uh, administrator, Dana, gosh, she left me in a really good place. You ah. know, she, she ordered a bunch of books that she knew was going to sell, a bunch of uh, merchandise and everything. And gosh, yeah, it's very exciting to see, you know, people come in and they say, oh, my gosh, here's this book. And, you know, the, the wealth of information that we have available, mm-hmm. um, you know, we have new books. We've got some used books that are marked down for quick sale. Wow. Um, you know, one, we'll talk about this, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. Lady Black Robes mm-hmm. um, is unfortunately out of print. But it deals with the Native American boarding school um, and the Ursuline sisters, an mm-hmm. order of Catholic nuns yep. that came to Montana and had the boarding school experience for a lot of the Native American youth uh, throughout the state. Mm-hmm. Um, are we talking about, uh, yeah, we can talk about? Why not? Sure, the archives. Mm-hmm. We got uh, their archives, the Ursuline sister archives, uh, recently moved from the Ursuline Center to our facility. Mm-hmm. And so we have care of those currently. Okay. And so this Lady Black Robes book uh, was researched using a lot of that archival material. Mm, okay. And so we're very excited to say that we have, I think, four brand new copies mm-hmm. in our gift shop, as well as we've been sourcing some used copies. They're kind of trickling in. We expect to have a total of eight, maybe two of them came in. They weren't quite as good condition as described oh. on the seller. <laughs> so, yeah, we kind of had to sort of set those aside. We'll have some used copies for sale, a little bit less uh, expensive than the brand new copies. But it's an out-of-print book. You know, we've seen copies on booksellers going for like hundreds of dollars. Wow. And we're not charging that. I want to make that clear. <laughs> yeah. um, but this is a book that's it's it's very well written. It's very well researched. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really gives an example. You know, you can take a step back and see what kind of research you can do with our stuff. Mm-hmm. But also the story that it tells is so important. Um, so we're very happy to have those copies available in our gift shop currently. One of many wonderful books we have. Excellent. And going back to A Night at the Ozark, can you tell us more about that in detail? Yeah, so you might wonder what jazz has to do with history. Well, I'll tell you that the lead musician, John Roberts, who is coming for this show, um, he's actually a professor of music at MSU, and he says that uh, clinics on jazz and 
Afro-Latin music are literally clinics on America's musical history. Mm-hmm. Everything we hear in, contem- in the contemporary world is based on these cultural traditions, and it's important that we train students and new listeners um, to garner interest in the U.S.'s musical heritage. So first of all, we're really excited to be able to shine a spotlight on jazz and what jazz has to do with American history. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, locally looking at the story of the Ozark Club that brought yeah. the hottest jazz acts in the United States to Great Falls, Montana for, gosh, over three decades. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times these musicians would be going from Minneapolis or Chicago out to Seattle, and it was kind of a natural stop on the High Line via the train, and we'd get them down here to Great Falls to play at the Ozark Club and expose the people of North Central Montana to the hottest music in the nation. And the Ozark Club has such a colorful history, even some famous uh, musicians famous jazz musicians were there. Absolutely. And, you know, um, local historian Ken Robeson has done Mm -hmm. a lot of research and um, in cultural melodies that he wrote a chapter in, there's um, a lot of highlights about some of those musicians. So definitely a lot to learn about the Ozark Club. And, you know, it's just such a neat spot to think about how here on the south side of Great Falls, pre-civil rights movement, here's mm-hmm. a club breaking racial barriers um, and bringing this one commonal- commonality that we have as Americans, music, you know, just mm-hmm. this level playing ground. Um, so we're really excited to just um, liven up that spirit and offer this opportunity to the public. But of course, this is a fundraiser and it's actually mm-hmm. our main fundraiser of the year. So oh, wow. it's really important to us that we get people in the doors, but also sell tickets. We have about 100 tickets left and we are hoping that those start moving because our event is less than two weeks away. It usually does sell out. So and we have a newsletter going out to our patrons this next week. So we do expect to move tickets. But part of why we're here, of course, is to encourage folks to come down for a night at the Ozark on September 15th. And the club, like I said, it has such a colorful history that uh, I wish it would still be here. As a, It'll still be such a wonderful staple for Great Falls. But it's like back then, that was considered the Newberry, like what we have now. Sure. <laughs> Indeed. So, and then this year, I think it's kind of exciting that we're actually going to offer food, which I might note that at the original Ozark Club, you could also get a chicken dinner. It wasn't just for mm-hmm. jazz. You could, you were fed there, too. Um, this year, we're bringing Sabine Accord with Sabine's Kitchen in as our caterer, and that's included in the ticket price. The last couple of years, we just had food trucks and people bought their food independently. Mm-hmm. But this year, we wanted a meal we could count on that was quality, that... Um, gave an experience to the attendees that they might not otherwise get on their own. Sabine's has some limited hours, so Mm -hmm. this is a great way to try her food and pair it with some Afro-Cuban jazz. Oh, that'd be a great mixture. Like, with her food, it's it's so tremendously great. Oh, it is. Uh, It's just really delicious. I I love Indian food, but yeah, that would be good. That would definitely um, kind of fit the palate of of getting that taste of jazz kind of instead of just feeling it but more tasting it mm-hmm. like there's a, a lot of food a lot of food metaphors here with the, <laughs> with do you want to hear about the menu yeah sure so that sounds delicious what we're offering is saffron rice which is a rice that's infused with cinnamon clove garlic cumin of course saffron mm. um, then there's butter chicken which is hard to disagree with it's a delicious <laughs> rich creamy um, dish that has saffron, fun and greek, crushed tomatoes that's blended and simmered with a chicken seasoned with ground masala, garlic, ginger, and baked and shredded, and then they're paired. 
So that's kind of the main course. And then there's going to be naan, just a traditional leavened flatbread. But we're also going to make sure there is a vegan vegetarian option that those who eat meat will also want to try. Mm -hmm. And that's called chana batata. And um, chana batata is actually an East African dish. And we wanted to not only bring the Indian food, but some East African also. And that has chickpeas and potatoes and some dal. Interesting. Gosh, I'm getting hungry just uh, thinking about (laughs) it. We're definitely getting people uh, listening in hungry for not only this wonderful meals that Sabine has to offer, but the taste of jazz as well. It's going to be awesome. And the jazz group has six different members. I mean, there's bongos, there's trumpet, there's trombone, and some of the music is in Spanish. And Mm. it's impossible not to move. I'm a pretty bad dancer, Matt, but <laughs> even I will be out so there am I. cutting the rug. Yeah, you won't want to dance with me because I might step on your feet, but if you keep like a little circle in front of you, I think you'll be safe. <laughs> yeah, I've heard there's going to be a lot of great dancing. Um, I know that they have a large dance floor at the History Museum, kind of, um, re- again, recreating the Ozark Club and its ambience. Yep. It's, it's really exciting for us. Like, staff is stoked to bring back the band. And um, we've actually had John Roberts before. And the reason mm-hmm. we're bringing him back is because he is so good. I mean, him and his bandmates, they put on an incredible show. They make it so that this is actually a fundraiser for us. They've um, donated some time. And, I mean, you just really can't beat Latin jazz. It's so much fun. Oh, it's a, it's a great form of jazz, especially ranging from like Mongo Santa Maria all the way to Tito Puente mm. and even um, stuff like Ray Vega's Latin jazz sextet, just mm-hmm. a wonderful jazz and Cal Jader. Or Have what you heard the of Manu Chow? Yes, mm-hmm. I excellent. To that a lot I mean, when I was in Central America, very uh, very spicy, I would say, mm-hmm. and we're definitely gonna, and it's definitely going to be spicy uh, once things get spiced up over at the over at the Ozark Club. <laughs> You're going to want to join us, and uh, we do have a no host bar, which N Bar is putting together, so you can expect you know delicious cocktails, beer, and wine, um, mm-hmm. and that you'll pay for on your own. But again, the ticket price also covers your food and the music. And mm. We're really excited about September 15th. Heck yeah. And I think it's worth mentioning as well, you know, with that ticket price, if you're a member of Mm -hmm. the History Museum, it's actually $15 less for being a member than a non-member. And that's not the only benefit, of course, that you get being a member. Uh, We have partnerships with all kinds of great downtown businesses, mm-hmm. um, you know, Celtic Cowboy, Magpie, for example, Albanco. Mm-hmm. And with that membership, you get a little card and you can flash that card at some of these businesses. And that's just, a, you know, a small sampling I've just rattled off there. Um, you flash that card and you can get all kinds of benefits, you know, free tacos, free drinks, all kinds wow. of great stuff. And that's throughout the year. So it's, you know. Yeah, it adds up quickly. It's a $35. Yeah. Membership start at $35. And if you think, gosh, they say $15 on Jazz night tickets, maybe you buy a couple jazz night tickets and save 30 bucks. Then you get your two free beers at the Celtic and your Mm -hmm. free kombucha at Healthy Horizon and your taco at Magpie. Pretty soon Mm. it's paying for itself while you're supporting preservation and then also being the first to know about our upcoming events, um, sales, programs. Do you also get 10% off with that $35 uh, historian level membership, 10% off uh, our gift shop. Oh, excellent. And of course, with the higher level memberships, you get a little bit more off your purchases as well. So, mm-hmm. And we're right in the um, tail end of our membership drive. That's why we bring it up. We're about two thirds of the way there. And we're a free 
resource for Great Falls and Cascade County and anyone really who wants to visit. But we absolutely need the community's support through Mm -hmm. our fundraiser, through memberships and shopping in our gift shop. That's how we're able to keep the doors open, um, offer free programming and just be here for generations to come. And music in our community, whether it's jazz, classical, or even rock music, it helps bring the community together as a whole. And this is a wonderful opportunity with uh, jazz. Well, thank you. And we sure appreciate what you do here at KGPR to keep um, (laughs) our ears tantalized and minds open. And 100%. You're also a big part of that music (laughs) for the region. And talking about memberships, how Mm. does one become a member of the History Museum? Well, the easiest way is to stop by our location, which is, of course, 422 2nd Street South in Great Falls. Um, You can fill out a form. It's very simple. Um, You know, money changes hands. We'll Mm -hmm. get you that membership card right then and there. Uh, You can also give us a call. We can do it over the phone. Mm. And I think there is a way you can do it online as well. Yes. Visit our website, www.greatfallshistorymuseum.org. Excellent. And will there be any future events at the History Museum? Yes, there will be a ton of uh, future mm-hmm. events. You know, the the one that I was super excited for when I came on was the second Saturday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the second Saturday of every month, we do some kind of programming. It's mm-hmm. always free to the public. And it's 1 p.m., generally speaking. We did have some tours start at 1.30 um, over the summer. But yeah, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, stop by on a Saturday, the second Saturday, and we'll have some great speakers, some great presentations. Uh, I know we mentioned Ken Robeson earlier. I know, uh, for example, on February, mm-hmm. or in February, he is going to be talking about uh, some of the musicians that came through the Ozark Club mm-hmm. uh, throughout history. So he's going to be talking about you know the actual history and you know their music and everything that they've done as well. Um, and so we're very excited about that. Um, of course, uh, we'll have our new exhibit opening mm. on November 11th. I want to touch base on that. It's going to be about the Korean War. Oh, wow. Uh, of course, 2023 marks the 70th anniversary of the armistice signing. Mm-hmm. Um, can't say a peace treaty because it's not officially a cessation. It's just a, <laughs> a, a ceasefire, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the armistice was signed in 1953. And so for uh, November 11th, Veterans Day, um, Megan Sanford has put together, gosh, just a, a great exhibit that we're excited to show off. Mm-hmm. And she's going to be talking a little bit about that, you know, sort of the general Great Falls experience there and the war. And then specifically how, you know, we have some archival pieces uh, some soldiers from Great Falls that were over there mm-hmm. and can talk about what that experience was, you know, during the war and then the immediate aftermath as the peacekeeping mission. Excellent. It sounds yes. like this is a lot of interactive things that people can get a hold of. There is. And, you know, with these second Saturdays, they're always free. Um, the programming starts right at 1 p.m. So there's not any confusion. Show up on a Saturday at 1 p.m. In September, actually, just next week, Ken Robeson will be there talking about (laughs) historic tales of Fort Benton. Um, We're also going to be closing the breweries exhibit. So folks are going to want to come out for one last call, which was... (laughs) <laughs> Neil, Neil said yeah, that the last other day. Call thought, that the, was really good. Last Call the Breweries Exhibit. <laughs> so you can see, get Last Call the Breweries Exhibit, hear Ken Robeson talk about Tales of Fort Benton, come mm-hmm. back in October, and Jan Thompson's going to be talking about um, death records and 
um, some darker archival history you can dig wow. up. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Spending some time in cemeteries and death records and that kind of thing. Because it's October. It's spooky season. We want to do something. Time to wake the dead. <laughs> Absolutely. But, and let's do it, you know, kind of uh, historically accurate. You know, mm-hmm. not necessarily ghouls and goblins tales. But let's nope. find out, like, what you can actually do, you know, uh, when you're researching the people who have passed on. Mm. And then in November, as Neil said, you have the new Korean War exhibit. And in December, we always have a holiday open house on the second Saturday. And this year we're bringing Candy Zion, who's going to speak about her new book on the Métis of central Montana. That sounds like a lot of fun with these wonderful events. And there's always something great and interactive going on at the History Museum. Absolutely. And is there any information people can look up with all these events? So the second Saturday posters, we plaster them all around town. Um, We also have it on our website, which again is at www.greatfallshistorymuseum.org. You'll want to visit our website because they're all listed on there. And then when you're a member, um, we send out regular newsletters and correspondence about once a month with um, Spray of the Falls blog, which are these Mm. really cool little stories that Ashley (laughs) and Megan dig up for us and feature on our website. And um, you will also find out about the second Saturday programming. Excellent. And is there any more information about the Night at the Ozark event? You know, one thing um, I was really curious about um, with Sabine is she'd been nominated for this James Beard Foundation Chef Award. Mm. Did you hear about this? Uh, Think of something of that extent, but not fully. Yeah, I I don't know a lot about it, but Neil's done a little bit of research on the James Beard Foundation. I was wondering if you could tell us what. Yeah, something of a foodie, I guess. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, she was uh, the 2022 semifinalist uh, in the Best Chef and Restaurant Awards. And basically, there's more than 600 culinary professionals that Mm -hmm. judge these entries. And they're looking for, you know, high standards in the chef's culinary skills and their leadership abilities. And they want to, you know, make sure that they're making a positive contribution to the broader community. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that it's not just you beyond being a good chef, you're a good member of the community. Mm -hmm. Um, So she was a semifinalist in this. Um, And then the restaurant, you know, they want to make sure, again, you've got consistent excellence in food, atmosphere, hospitality, operations, all that good stuff. Um, you know, and then Christy, we were talking about some of these jazz clinics. I kind of wanted to throw that over mm. to you. Yeah. You know, talk it, about some mm. of these rural jazz clinics we're going to be doing. Because I know sure. they're coming out from different areas around this, around Great Falls. Yeah, we wanted to, as long as we're taking the time and the expense to bring these you know, nationally acclaimed musicians to Great Falls. We want to make sure that we get as much impact as possible. So when you purchase a ticket, not only does it help us with our preservation work, it also assists in these free jazz clinics for rural schools. And this year we have Highwood bringing in their entire middle school band and chorus to take on take a clinic from John Roberts E. Pan Blanco. Ooh. And then also the Vaughn Public Schools are coming in. So just a neat little thing that we're doing on the side that the public might not know about, that you're actually supporting learning in the schools. And John Roberts, again, you know, he, gosh, he's made music with Chaka Khan and Lady Gaga. He's wow. has his career. <laughs> Big in, names. <laughs> yeah, he has his career in L.A. before he came back to Montana and mobilized Pan Blanco, which it's kind of funny. It stands for white bread, um, mm-hmm. or that's what it means in Spanish, white bread. So John and white bread. And he has these players, gosh, he has his bongos, Cody Hollow, who um, has Great Falls roots. He's coming from Helena. And then he has um, folks coming from Bozeman as part of his band and others coming from Billings. So 
you get a nice eclectic mix with John Roberts. And again, it ripples out into the community and out into our county. Amazing, especially where we're trying to get to know more musicians in the surrounding areas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we wouldn't be able to do this without our sponsors. It was um, Debbie and Jimmy Flipowitz mm-hmm. um, at Steel Etc. who really helped pay for these clinics. So wow. that's where a lot of that's coming from. And then just different table sponsors, Gusto, Edward Jones, First Interstate Bank, Enbar, Stockman's Bank, and Farmers Union Insurance have all stepped up and bought a table to help us make this happen, as well as Electric City Conservatory doing mm. our flowers, um, Sandy Thayer's at the O'Hare putting up our musicians, and then National Laundry donating the linens. So wow. it really takes a village to pull this all together. <laughs> Definitely. And not yeah. only are we doing this preservation work, but we're reaching out with education also. Yeah, this sounds like this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm uh, I'm, I'm really stoked, especially um, you don't hear live jazz. I mean, you hear it on the radio here at KGPR, and, and we do wonderful jazz programs mm-hmm. here, but uh, but not so much live. Yeah, there's you know, not tr- very often. Truly something to be said for that live experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love listening to jazz for sure, uh, mm-hmm. but when you can actually sit down and see it and then, you know, get off and, and you know, get off your seat, mm-hmm. shake your legs a little bit, dance around a little bit, that's where it really it, it gets very exciting. So this is going to be my first jazz night as an employee, and I'm just super excited for it. And it, yeah. there's so many wonderful um, opportunities in Great Falls to experience music and some really cool venues. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing like the Ozark Club oh, yeah. in yeah. the History Museum because you have this ambiance of this south side business that's mm-hmm. historic with the big open ceilings and the beams and... There's just something really special about the space. Definitely, especially um, capturing that ambience from way back when, when jazz was just really coming into play and really rising and when it was really hot, actually. (laughs) A lot of things, a lot of action going on at that time. There's a lot to learn about jazz. You know, I, Mm -hmm. I guess I hadn't really been exposed to much jazz as a child. I always kind of thought it was like slow, easy listening. Really, Uh, no, it gets lively. Oh yeah, about these other kinds of jazz. So um, it's been fun learning about that in my adult years, and then getting more interested in it at the History Museum with Great Falls's roots to the Ozark Club. Mm -hmm. And Great Falls has a little bit of jazz roots, uh, thanks to the iconic Ozark Club. And it's not just, you know, not just country music and all that, but it's a lot more. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, the Lamars, we owe a lot to them, who are the proprietors of the Ozark Club and then the partners that they had over the years. Mm-hmm. And can you give us any more additional information? think, let's see, there's a limited number of reserved tables available. I mean, very limited, just a couple of those, and they're $1,200 a piece. Um, tickets are $75 for non-members or just 60 if you are a member. And again, mm-hmm. you have to think that includes like a $30 meal, um, mm-hmm. plus you're getting the music and you're supporting us. And Sabine's wonderful cooking. Oh my so <laughs> good. And this is all on Friday, September 15th. It starts, um, doors open at 630 and food will be available right away, and then we'll dance into the night. And do you have any closing thoughts? Just if you would like more information, don't hesitate to reach out to the History Museum and call us at 406-452-3462, or get on the web. You could shoot us a message on Facebook. We're very responsive. Once again, I'm Matt Donnelly, and here in the studio with me was Executive Director of the History Museum, Christy Scott, with Operations Director, also with the History Museum, Neil Treadray. I am Matt Donnelly, and this is KGPR Great Falls at 89.9 FM, and this has been Electric City Currents.